Hey there, if you are an author, you've got a book, you've got a message to share, um, what would happen if you add a little humor to it? What does that do to your message? How does you stand out more online, especially when it comes to short form video? And so I'm excited today that we're gonna be diving into this topic uh, with Elaine Williams. And this is gonna be a lot of fun, especially again, if you're an author, you're looking for really effective ways to get your message out there while being relatable at the same time. So let me introduce you guys, uh, if we haven't met. I'm Prashal Tashi, owner of The Author's Leverage, and this is the podcast where you're gonna learn how to turn your book into a powerful platform um, and sharing your expertise and making an impact. That's what it's about. And so I'm here to bring you the latest strategies, insights, and stories from some of the best book publishing and marketing experts in the world. So whether you're an aspiring author or a seasoned pro, this is your go-to source for tips, tools, and techniques to help you leverage your book and amplify its reach. So let me introduce you to today's guest. Uh, joining me is Elaine Williams. She's a short form video expert, speaker, comedian, and best-selling author. Her clients have gone from never doing a video or speaking live to having their social media influence quadruple, doing international book tours and speaking for NASA. Uh, Elaine is an award-winning comedian and performance coach with credits like Saturday Night Live, America's Got Talent, HBO, ABC, NBC, Fox TV. Um, and they've been featured in the New York Times, Hay House Radio, and the Huffington Post. So I'm so excited and honored, and I think this is going to be a fun conversation. Uh, Elaine Williams, thanks for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you, Parshel, for having me. I'm excited. And yeah, yes. I think I, I love humor, obviously. I, I just did another interview about moments when I was just like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, because humor, can it, it can be scary. And it's one thing to do it sort of off the cuff. It's a whole other thing to do it sort of planned. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I, I just saw an amazing speaker, author, coach, influencer. He was on the, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, who's like the kindest interviewer. And they did a little thing and it, you know, it mm. kind of worked, you know. But yeah. So one of the things I want to share today is what I call savor lines. And basically, we've all done it. So you think, oh, this is going to be funny. You know, you do that and you try something and it just falls like a brick, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then there's that awkward pause. Like the audience feels for you. You feel awkward. And it's like, uh. So a saver line is you can use this anytime. You try something, you're trying to be, you know, whatever, and it doesn't kind of work or it feels weird. You can say, well, you know, my cat thought that was hilarious this morning or <laughs> some of you will get that on the way home tonight yeah or i'll wait she got it you know like sometimes you got to kind of encourage them and yes it takes courage but you can find your own way like i was just speaking on a cruise and i had just taught a humor workshop and it was so cool because that night we all went as a group to see this the comedian and okay. it was a cold crowd. Like nobody warmed them up. Everybody was like 60 and up. Like it was super cold. And that's hard as a comedian. It's nice when you have a warm up or two, right? So he comes out and there and it's like, okay, good. Good. Cause the audience is kind of testing you. Like, we're not gonna laugh. I don't know if I like this guy. Exactly. And so if he gets if you get flustered or push, which is what happens when we're new at humor or whatever, you know, but he just was like, all right, 
it's good. That was his like kind of saver line. And sure enough, he rolled with it. And by the end of the show, most people were with him engaged and laughing, mm -hmm. which is a mm -hmm. huge, to take an audience from like dead to like here is a huge thing. And that's what's cool. Yeah. We're not inviting you to anybody who's an author to do that tomorrow. But, you know, I just want to encourage you if you're ever talking in an interview and you try something and it's like, ooh, that was, you know, you can say, well, I thought it was really funny in my car this morning. You know, basically, <laughs> it just, you're telling the audience, all right, look, I tried something. It didn't work. You're okay. I'm okay. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And, you know, see comedians say, hey, listen, they're not all A-list jokes, you know, so I just invite anybody who's ever thought about how could you add humor? That's, that's one of the things. So, cause that's Absolutely. one of the scary, that's the scariest part, right? Porchelle is like, what if I try it and it, nobody laughs, ah, you know? And so mm -hmm. that's a great way to yeah, keep everyone, riding the ride. Exactly. And everyone, uh, especially in coming, cause it's, it's vulnerable, right? You're, you're putting yourself uh, out there. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, challenges to overcome with that especially when it comes to, and you know, we talk about as visibility blocks, right? Those, um, those blocks that are in place. Um, what are some of the common obstacles that come up and, you know, how can they stand out and still get through that? That's a great question. I mean, I'm like, I've got a 12 month course for you on that. No, you know, <laughs> we all have visibility blocks. I just was writing an email, how Fred Astaire, Fred Astaire, did not watch his films because he was such a perfectionist and he would see what in his mind were mistakes, even though I thought he was flawless. And so I just love that to think Fred Astaire. Okay. You're in, you're an okay company. And so what I teach hmm. is coming from the inside out because, you know, especially women in, in our culture, we're supposed to be tall and skinny and pretty and organic. And, you know, we're supposed to do so many things and it's, this perfectionist thing that's not real. And yet the minute you go to press go, a lot of times I see those skinny, perfect blonde Barbie dolls with a perfect house, even though I'm not trying to be like that, but mm -hmm. that will come up in my mind as like some compared disparison or something. And so I always try to come from inside, like what is my why to use my story mm -hmm. for good? to help heal the world with love and laughter, one joke, one video at a time. And when I can come from that place, I wanna give value, right? And you know what, my hair, I have naturally curly hair. You never know what it's gonna do. I'm not kidding, people are like, what you do? I'm like, I have no idea. You know, so I've, I've learned to roll with it. And sometimes I blow it out, but sometimes I'm like, this is, this is me, imperfect, you know, because I wanna make a difference. And when I can yes. focus on, the value I want to give and same with authors, right? You freaking wrote a book. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many people want to write a book and they never do? So you're already like mm -hmm. way ahead of 99% <laughs> of the population, right? And so you wrote a book to make a difference, to mm -hmm. share your message and your story. That takes courage in and of itself. Yeah. And then the part they don't tell you about, there's the whole thing after the book. That's like a whole thing. Yes. Thank God yes. you have Parshall with you, right? Like I didn't, <laughs> I've written several books. I had no idea. I thought writing the book was the thing. I had no idea what was really the thing. But anyway, my point is you want to make a difference. And so when you can focus on that and focus on the other person 
and take the attention off of yourself. I personally think when people are speaking passionately, they're gorgeous. When people are like, I want to make a difference and this is my passion. Like it is sexy. And it's not about, you know, it's like when people are just in the moment and speaking from their heart, it is captivating. Yes. It is enrolling. Nobody is looking at your freaking hair. And if anybody is, they're not your people. So, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's an art to getting to that place weekly or daily. And like anything, it's a muscle. I really think a lot of it is a muscle. So, you know, if yeah. you write a book, if you're writing a book, you can do this too. <laughs> exactly. And it, you're right. It is, it is building up a muscle. Um, it takes practice and attention and awareness and all of the things. And you say it's an art to it. Why do you call it an art? Well, I think, you know, I was conditioned. I believe that we're all, you know, if you're, if you're writing books, you're a thought leader. You know, you're on your way to a thought leader, you're a thought leader. So you're a leader. And so, especially for females, especially if you grew up in the South, you're not supposed to be loud and proud and be bold. Like that was frowned upon when I was growing up. And so learning to get out of my head and into my heart, but not ramble, you know, um, right? Like we want to come from our passion, but we don't want to just spew or wing it. So to me, that is an art. And that's, there's an art to showing up and writing, showing up at the page and writing on those days you don't feel like it, on those days when you have a headache, on those days when your inner critic is really loud. I think of that as an art. Doing it because you're committed, doing it because said so, right? Doing it because your vision and your need to make a difference is bigger than all those other little peanut gallery things. And I think the same for visibility. It's a muscle. And some days, it's just like if you work out. Some days, I'm like, yeah! What? And other days, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm 87. Yeah. Right? Because we're, we're human. So yeah. we have good balanced days and not so good, you know? And so I think of it as, I think of life as an art. Like, can you show up yeah. your commitments on those days when you're like, I do not feel like this, right? Yeah. Like, that yeah. to me is an art. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'm pontiff but that's that's <laughs> no, my story I, and i'm sticking to it there you go <laughs> well you you mentioned something and i'm going to shift gears a, a little bit too because you're the short video uh short form video expert you do a lot of that and you teach that um that's actually one of the strategies that we really encourage our authors to do especially if they're looking to gain visibility more quickly around their message around their book um about their course whatever it is that's going on you know, these platforms can can help. And so what advice for do you have for those that are, you know, you would say are starting, you know, to get on a platform like TikTok or saying, you know what, everybody's been saying I got to get on Instagram and, you know, I got to get over there. What advice do you have for those folks and how they can step in and be effective and um, confident in going forward? That's that's great. So I suggest, um, you know, I've done video all over the place and I started doing short form on Instagram and I liked Instagram because it, it just felt, TikTok just felt kind of crazy. Now I love TikTok too, but if you're, if you're not going out anywhere, I would pick one platform to stay on so that you don't get overwhelmed. And if you're an author, 
do not try to put a whole chapter in a short form. So this is the this is like the super tip alert. One problem, one person, one solution. And and you may have to break that down into one A, one, you know, one B, one C. Because the algorithms, whatever platform you're on, they would rather you, your people watch the entire 20 second short form than half of a 60 minute. And, and if you're an author, you may be like, I can't fit it in, but here's what's fun. And you should come because I'm, I'm teaching, I teach a masterclass, a free masterclass every month. So make sure that you follow me so you can come play. But, you know, that's why I'm a big fan of post-it notes. You can just say, you know what, I'm going to give this one tip. Are you a, a teacher who's burnt out and you don't want to quit, but you don't want to blah, blah, blah. I've got a super tip for you. So first of all, let me tell you, my name is so-and-so and I've mentored teachers or, you know, I'm just giving an example. You know, you wouldn't want to give the whole kit and caboodle. So if you can give one tip, one success story, oh my gosh, I was working with this client. They dreamed of writing a book. They've been trying for seven years because they couldn't figure out the format. I worked with them. We figured out it's going to be a tip book. Bam, bam, bam. It got published. It's on Amazon. They're so excited. That's the kind of work I love helping people with. That was short, but powerful. And so, and here's another super tip. You're swimming your own genius. You probably have books on it, right? But we forget sometimes. So I always tell my people, because I'm in my 50s, take a pen and paper or your phone and notice what do you say all day? What do you say to your clients, your friends? Let go, let God. One day at a time. Easy does it. Calm down. Breathe. Like, I know it's, and, and our egos go, everybody knows that. That's stupid. Right? You know, just say, thank you for sharing. But here's the thing. I'm human. I need to hear things 50 times in a row. I need to hear things a million times before it sinks in. I remember things and then the next day I forget it. So there's nothing wrong with repeating yourself because nobody does it like you. And something that I say as a middle-aged white lady Somebody else might not be able to hear, but something that you say, Parshel, they might be able to hear. So, you know, our egos and identities are always going to have, not always, but usually comments and opinions. But, you know, think about the difference you want to make and how nobody does it like you. And there could be somebody who is praying for you right now. So your job is to get visible. Wow, I love that. Your job is to get visible. Your job is to, I mean, that is, and I love the tips as well, having those super tips, having your, your post-it notes out. And essentially what you went through was a framework. It was a flow to that, that really worked. And all of the pieces that you want to be in there were in that period of time, but not overstuffed. You know, it wasn't right. too much. It was enough that you could handle in short form video. So that that was really great and it really made it simple uh to jump right in right and and how do you know what's what's a good topic or not you know how do you know you know how to plan out your 
topics on short well, form video. You know, and that's a that's a great thing too about social media. It can be social listening, right? How many times do people say, okay, I'm going to go away and write this book and they take two years. And by the time they come back, the market has shifted. People are no longer talking about pink elephants or whatever, right? And so one of the things I love about social media is you can get instant feedback. If you, if you have followers, maybe you don't have followers yet. And you could go on your Facebook page and ask friends, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, are you struggling with this or this? Let me know. You can do polls, you can do quizzes, you can do all kinds of things on LinkedIn and Facebook. You can also, you know, pick up the phone. It's a great reason to call former clients and say, hey, I want to check on you. I know we worked on this, this, and this. Would you be interested in hearing this? You know, it's just, if you think about it, we're always gathering data, but we don't always realize we're gathering data. And, and give yourself some grace because I have done it where I'm like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. This is going to be inspiring. And I work on a, a short form and, and it's like crickets. You're like, oh man, only a hundred views, you know? And so sometimes that can be like disappointing, but keep going. This is what happens is people get all excited. They spend all day when it should just be an hour or whatever, working on something. And then they think it's going to go big and it doesn't. And then a lot of times people stop. The best thing you can do is be consistent and, and have some grace and have some fun with yourself. There are other videos I've done that I was like, is this funny? I don't know. I was just being my goofy. I was making fun of this lady who was jinx because she was like, she made it look so easy. And like, I do planks, but they're not easy for me, you know? And she's like, and I'm like, just literally going like, are you, oh, ow, ooh. Like, I was just totally being goofy. It blew up. So, you know, I invite people. Yes, you want to be on brand. Don't show everybody pictures of every dinner that you have. Don't show just pictures of your dogs. I mean, we want some personal, but we still want you to be giving value, be giving value, be giving tips. And, you know, you will, you'll get feedback. And just remember, not everybody sees all your stuff. So take everything with a big grain of salt. And here's one other super tip, because it's so easy to get on social media and just go into that compare despair, right? They're prettier, they're young, they're doing, oh my God, they have this. There are a lot of people who have gazillion followers who are not monetizing at all. So you want to look at the numbers, but you don't want to stare at them. They're, a lot of them are vanity numbers. Would you rather mm. have 300 really connected, raving fans rather than 3,000 kind of like, whatever, people? I'd rather have the 300. It's, it's, it's about quality. And, and so, you know, you want to look at the numbers, but don't, you know, have some grace, have some fun with it. The most important thing is to be consistent. Hopefully that helps. Absolutely. That is very helpful. I'm taking notes myself. Like, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this. This is excellent. No, and I um, oh, and I appreciate that because it, it makes it doable. It makes it simple, and um, and it's something that can be fun to do. So, um, one of the questions I wanted to also ask you about, given your your experience um, on shows or you know involved with shows like Saturday Night Live, right? America's Got Talent. Um, I mean, it's really impressive. So, I'm curious. Uh, what were there any particular memorable or challenging moments like um, from your time in that 
space and, and how you dealt with it, how you overcame it. Yes. So Saturday Night Live was a blast. I was a dancer. So I, I didn't, I didn't have to speak. If I have had, if I had gotten a line, that would have been a whole other level, but I just kept breathing and taking it in and being in that historic place. And I got to meet Jack Black and Daryl Hammond and, you know, Amy Poehler was there. Like it was a pretty cool experience. And I was kind of like at the right time at the right place. The most challenging was I had been at LA doing a conference, a, a college conference. And then my American America's Got Talent was like Monday at 10 a.m. So I was literally like flying back say, on a red eye or something. Like I remember I only had like three hours of sleep and my my identity kept saying, don't do it. You're, you're going to be too strung out, don't, you know. But I was like, I have a time. I'm doing this. And I had worked on my four minutes, four minutes. And I just, and this is from years and years and years of under pressure, knowing like I need some water. I cannot sit down. I have to keep moving because it helps me keep breathing. If I sit down, it's all over. And so I, and it was America's Got Talent. So it's like a gazillion gatekeepers. So I kept saying, I have an appointment with Kewin. I'm the producer. And so I got through like eight gates, eight gatekeepers. And meanwhile, there's people on stilts, there's people dancing there's bands and I pick up other people's energy. So I, I, and this is important for everybody. If you feel like somebody's too intense or too nervous, you can take yourself away, go in the corner. Like that is one of the biggest things I learned from auditioning. So anyway, so I knew stay hydrated, stay moving, keep away from all the crazy acrobatic people. And I just kept like rolling my shoulders and running my set. And so I get in the room and I had t-shirts to give to each of the judges. And that was a way to pattern interrupt because nobody else did that. So I did my, and when you audition for industry, nobody looks at you and nobody laughs. Usually, usually you're just, you're like performing to somebody's head. And so I had no expectations. Well, these people looked at me and they laughed and they were like, oh my God, you're funny. Don't change anything. Do that again the next round. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't think about it. So I didn't have any more t-shirts. So, you know, next time I have something like that, I'm going to bring more t-shirts. So <laughs> anyway, so I got through like seven rounds and each stage, the judges got a little less nice, you know, like they got a little less nice. And then I made it to the final like interview before you go on the TV. And this young girl, she looked like she was 12 to me. Um, she was asking me questions and she, I could just tell she was not vibing with me. And so I only made it like I made it to the TV cut, but I didn't make it on TV. So, but I'm still really proud of that because I learned I could trust myself if I was prepared and hydrated and kept moving, even if I only had three hours of sleep, like I did well. And it would have been so easy to blow it off because I flew in from LA. Blah, blah. And so I was really, really proud of that. And and if you if you look at the show, it's 
very spectacle. They want crazy acts. They want gladiators, you know? So um, anyway, I'll go again someday, some, the next big thing. But I was really proud of that. But, you know, knowing what do I do when I'm under pressure? Oh, oh you know what? I get a little, I need, need to make sure I have extra water. Oh, okay. You know what? If I sit down, I'm going to get tight. So I want to keep not, not pacing because that's frenetic, but like just to keep moving and flowing. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to stretch. I'm going to do yoga things. I'm going to, I'm going to do my warm up. People might think I'm weird, but I don't care. So, you know, just learning what do you do when you're under pressure and how can you take care of yourself? Like I don't phone the phone for most people. I don't watch the news. Like I want to keep myself focused and and really like protected so that I can give my best and not be scattered. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's a beautiful experience and lesson and you know that came from that from you. And I think it definitely inspired us as well. Like all those moments really have a message in there for us and something that um, helps us to know know ourselves better at the end of the day and what we need and um, what we want and what we maybe we don't want. Maybe we get clarity on what we don't want too. It's right. always good. So right. um, so yeah, I I appreciate uh, you being here and sharing this, Elaine. And I want you to also let the listeners know where they can reach out to you. Um, I know you mentioned that you do a masterclass every month, which sounds like a lot of fun. So please let us know where they can do that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. So. If you go on Instagram, I'm Elaine Williams Fun. And in TikTok, I'm Elaine Williams 22. And the best way is if you go to Captivate the Crowd, there is a Captivate on Camera checklist. And it is a great thing, even if you haven't started doing video or if you already have, to print it out. And that way, and you know, you can put them all over the, the place, but it's just a simple checklist to help you get in the right frame of mind. And so that when you are ready to make videos, it's just easier. The, the easier you make your setup, the more likely you will to be consistent. It's kind of like putting your gym clothes out the night before so that you're like, oh, well, there they are. I might as well slip into them and get my butt to the gym, right? And so <laughs> yeah. that is the best place, captivatethecrowd.com. And then that way you'll know when I'm doing my free masterclass, and I do other things too. And I, I love, I love to get people on podcasts. I love to connect people. So um, I look forward to meeting anybody that's, that's watching. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing and thank you for being here. Um, I'll ask one last fun question, which I ask all of our guests, which is uh, what is your one word? There's one word from Elaine to the world. What is that one word? <sighs> I would say, wow. It's one of my favorite okay. words. Wow. Really? Because <laughs> like, to me, it's like in awe. If you can still be odd, you know, like, I don't know. I just think wow is such a fun word because it's, it can mean so many different things. Mm. And to me, when we're in awe, so I guess I'm kind of saying two words, but, you know, awe, wow, awe, wow. You know, because it's like the wonder, the wonder of it all. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, that's beautiful. Again, Elaine, thank you so much for, for being here. And all authors highly recommend that you connect with Elaine and get hooked up on short form video because it just works. 
<laughs> and she has some really great uh, ta tactics and techniques that are going to make it really, really simple for you. So thanks again for tuning in today. I hope that you found the episode helpful and inspiring. Whoops, I am muted. <laughs> yes, I wasn't sure if you were like trying to mute me or something. You said, I hope I I hope you felt this episode was inspiring and then it went quiet. Oh. Okay. Let me I messed up my messed up my script then. We'll have to edit this. <laughs> Anyone That's watching this live? Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we have our ebook, uh, Get More Bang for Your Book. You can grab that over at the Author's Leverage. And, uh, and as always, uh, keep spreading your message. Remember the power of your words. And I uh, can't wait to share more tips and strategies with you on our next episode with our next guest. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon.